Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating, and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Ryan Bailey. He's a fan favorite here on Bravo Happy Hour, and he actually just started his own incredible pop culture podcast called So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. This is actually, this is not even, this is like a blast. This is the most fun. I have the most fun on your podcast. This is just like two friends talking crap. Really? Sometimes I feel like because I send these psychotic outlines to people, they're like, bitch, this is homework. Like, this, this is a no, fun. <laughs> see, I, I get, well, you guys don't know, but she does send these outlines and it's really, and you can, like the invitation to edit is in there. But to me, you know, like how schoolwork is like horrible and my brain turns off, but I get this and this is like, this is like a coloring book where I'm just like, oh my God, all these colors. And like, I see it's just, it's, this is the emails I dream of getting. Wow. That makes me feel really good because yeah, sometimes I send these emails. If you guys want some behind the scenes, I'll like send an email with like five or six different topics. And then by the time we're on the show, it's like a six page outline. And I'm like, you should, I'm you should send color. these to all the people that listen. Like you should have an email <laughs> newsletter and put this in every week because I think it's a good thing to just have around the house. <laughs> I mean, well, I have like dish additional layers. Like we were talking about how I struggle from like a minor case of OCD. <laughs> like I'm like now yeah. dumbing it down. Like now that we're on the mic, I'm like this kooky, crazy thing that my brain does. <laughs> like, <laughs> fun, you guys. OCD is fun to live with. Yeah, right? I'm not crying. You are. Um, <laughs> and like I have this guide that has like every single episode like I've ever worked on and like a full guide of what happened. So what I'll do before shows is like 
filter it by show and then I'll go through that list and so like I could see like the last time I talked about like below deck like I'm doing it right now like Jack's oh pregnant God. cruise with Captain Lee and Kate Captain Lee's son died like ooh, dark that was <laughs> that snuck up on me well I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today so. <laughs> yeah. wow um that would be great. I want to do that with um, Jax Taylor's uh, Twitter, where I want to take all the products that he shouts out on his Twitter feed. I'm, I want to make some kind of Excel spreadsheet where I can see how many times he's like shouted out like like uh, Exxon Gas. <laughs> like he shouts out everything, but I want to t- keep a record of like which products he shouts out because I know he like doubles up sometimes. I feel like you need to then reach out to those brands for partnership <laughs> deals. Like you clearly have similar demos. Like so I think um, it could be really huge for you, very lucrative for the show. Oh, uh, we're sick people. We're not well. <laughs> I'm really not well today. <laughs> I'm on one, if you will. <laughs> so what do you think is the most so bad it's good moment on all of bravo again we said that's basically the whole network yeah there's the gotta whole be network. Some, they, some standouts they opened up a vortex into like just human behavior that's not right but i would say <laughs> the number one moment and once again there is the show really covers so bad it's good covers all of these moments but to me i think one image sums this up to me is Aviva's leg being thrown on the floor from Real Housewives of New York. When she threw that leg at that that dinner party scene, it, to me, they just have a, a single, we all know that shot. It's a single <laughs> shot of her leg being thrown on the floor. And we have no concept that that would ever happen, that somebody would throw a fake leg and then Bravo would capture it with a single shot. To me, that is like the shot heard around the world where it's like, oh my gosh, anything can happen on Bravo, like anything. And that image is burned into my memory. And I think all of our memories and Bravo gives us these reality shows give us so much. But to me, that is the one moment that like, if that can happen, anything can happen. The world is our oyster. Wow. That was so spot on. I would have never thought of that as my number one moment. However, well, think about now it. that you <laughs> from, but it's like visually stunning. You're so right. Well, you said go BravoCon is that. happening next weekend, and they they have like a Housewives museum tour. And I'm I, I mean I'm praying that Aviva's leg is part of this tour. Like, do you think there's any possible way she loans out her like leg for the Bravo Museum? Well, I think she kind of has a few in the rotation. Yeah, so exactly. I feel like she could just give because this was a high heel boot. Like, not only was it like a leg, it wasn't like a tennis shoe. Like, she was wearing a heel with it. So I feel like she could probably give that up for the museum exhibit for three days. Yes, I think she. I think she should. I'm not, and I'm not making fun of like the fact that she doesn't have a leg. I'm making fun of the fact that Bravo, like that she threw it first off, and that Bravo picked up enough on that reality show to do a single shot of it. Like they knew what they were doing. Oh God. And I don't think they thought that Aviva had that in her because I don't think I put, like, I don't think I would have ever guessed that because she was always very pretentious, like uppity, classist, like all of these things were like for her to be like, you know what? They're probably not asking me back next season. I got to really wow them with something. Well, you know that TikTok with the, the, the lady that like is taking a sip of something bad and she's like, uh, and then she takes another sip and she's like, Hmm. Remember that TikTok that came out this year? I, that? Ne- I don't know anything about TikTok. I guess I'm okay, not so cool. It's, a famous, it's like a Twitter meme too of like a girl taking a sip and she thinks it's gross. And then she takes another sip and she's like, hmm. And that's what Aviva was like that season where 
I took a oh, like, you know, you take, I've seen this a million times. Take a sip of Aviva and like you're like, eh, I don't like her. And then she throws that leg and you're like, maybe I need to give her a second chance. You have to make that into a meme right after the show. I know. I literally just said I was like, I'm gonna put that on my Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, it like takes note. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for blessing our show with such a so bad it's good moment. We have to jump right into Vanderpump Rules season eight trailer pop came out this past week. I know you were on Lara's show talking about it. I haven't listened to it because I unfortunately didn't have time this week. So you've probably exhausted this topic. No, no. I have actually new dirt for you that I got last night that nobody has heard yet. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Yeah. So wait, first let's just kind of talk meat and potatoes of what this trailer was. It was a minute and 30 seconds. So it starts with Lisa wearing like a vest and a tie. Like the look was, <laughs> she's like very cater waiter. And I think she's trying to like pay homage to Sir the restaurant. Like it's getting back to its roots. Like people actually work there now. However, <laughs> I have so okay. much. I've, yeah, you're like, um, okay, bitch. Um, <laughs> so LVP kind of opens up the trailer talking about like the old crews feuding and it has like the Jax versus Sandoval, the Katie and Stassi versus Kristen fight and how that's also – how that's going to be changing in this upcoming season seems pretty dark. But we knew that. We knew yeah. that there was beef. Yeah. In fact, by the way, the last time I think I was on your show, I talked about like having them like the rumor was that they were going to have six new cast members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we. But, got- and I love Lisa starts the tra- trailer off of like, it's like the sad, slow music yeah. of the raise your glass, but it's like a slower yeah. version of it. And she's like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like just leading up of like, this is the craziest year of all of our lives, you know? Yeah. I thought it was a little dramatic. However, oh, you think you think a little dramatic? They do a flashback <laughs> of Stassi blowing out a candle. Like they, they literally set it up where it's like I'm like, is somebody about to die? Like it looked like they were like preparing for a funeral because they're like, you know, we used to all be good friends, you know. And then Stassi blows a candle out, which in my head assumes like you're blowing somebody's life out, you know. Like it really, it really amped up the drama for me. Totally, and I mean, maybe I think that's like blowing out the candle of the relationship with her <laughs> and Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this trailer really goes hard on uh, Kristen Doty. Yeah, Doty gets called, you know, not real, that she's delusional, whatever. But we've also known all of this. And this has been like the fight that Stassi and Katie have been on for, I believe, like two seasons at this point where they're like, Kristen, you're crazy. Like, you're actually the problem. Uh, And it's sad to see because Kristen, like for, you know, warts and all, like she's a good friend like we do see her like being like the mom of the group sometimes like i know it's ridiculous to say that because it's Kristen doty and like come on but like the girls have always like gone on podcasts and gone on record being like no Kristen's like the mom of the group like she's always helping she's always like coordinating the cars and doing this and doing this and doing this so like i feel like she has like good qualities to her but you know, when I just got really turned off last season when she went so hard against DJ James Kennedy. Yeah, like he's he is disgusting at times, but I hate people when they make it their business to destroy somebody when they're not directly involved in the drama, and then they put themselves in the drama. Yeah, I don't have I, I don't have like a high tolerance for that. Totally, I just think her issue with James was just like so blatant. Like she brings him on the show they start dating whatever and then he ends up taking the spotlight over from her like thus directly taking screen time away from her and she's like wait i shepherded you onto this show and then also just like the rejection and like 
you know, it's like regardless yeah. of how she felt about him, like he still was like railing on her on like reunions and talking shit about her. Like that's your ex-boyfriend. Like regardless of if it's crazy Kristen and James Kennedy, like if my partner, if my ex-partner was like treating me like shit on the internet and like on a TV show, I too would be probably, you know, going insane. Yeah, I'm like I now team I'm Kristen. Just, I'm like, I'm with Kristen. <laughs> I don't know what's happening usually, to Usually like me. give enough rope for these people to hang themselves. Like mm. <laughs> DJ James Kennedy will always like hang himself. Like you don't need to do it for him. And when you do it for him, you just make everybody dislike you more. And you then like she's fighting for screen time. And like it just reads so desperate to me with her. And I like her. So it it, it was frustrating for me to watch her last season. Totally. Well, she was kind of barely in the trailer and James was somewhat barely in it too. We see James and Raquel having like a little spat where he's saying like, oh, if you don't love me, if you leave. don't, yeah. Like, okay. But obviously she hasn't left. Well, if you read the cast bios uh, <laughs> that they released along with it, this, it says that James, um, James has more alcohol problems and he goes to Lala and Lala has to decide whether to be a friend and help him or not. But I, I think what they're setting up is potentially Raquel threatens to leave him because of his drinking problem. And then Lala helps him sober up. Well, that's nice. And we see, like, I see in the news, like, they're making music together again. And, I mean, they Yeah, did- and he's sober, supposedly, according yeah. to his Instagram. So whatever happens in this season, it looks like it might have set him on the right path, potentially. Well, I think that's good. All the other cast members were so mean to him, and Lala was there for him in the beginning and never really gave up on him until he was, like, you know, ragging on her man. And, like, as much as Randall is, like, a joke and, like, everyone rags on him, like, still, it's her man. Like, and if it's your friend, like, you – there's something's got to give. Like, it's – he's not going anywhere. Like, so at least be Yeah, no, I don't don't love – DJ James Kennedy hangs himself when he he does that thing where he calls Randall fat and stuff like that. Like, he punches like a child and he like it, – it's, it's so childish that the insults he uses that it's so hard to root for him sometimes. Yeah, I know. But then, you know, we also see those scenes where it's like his mom and his brothers and he's talking about how he obviously is from like such a broken Lisa, home. And Lisa, please. Lisa, please. <laughs> I mean I can't believe last season they had the whole entire arc where the mom was like begging Lisa oh, like for the job. I'm like what Lisa. mom does that? <laughs> like <laughs> – I forgot about that. That was one of the high points of the season where I was like, this is actually fascinating and really dark. And also her being like, you're his real mom. Like, I'm, I kind of could see that happening where like in a weird turn of events, like Lisa ends up actually adopting James Kennedy and like taking oh him under Oh my God, that would be amazing where like him, like her and Ken go to court and like they're like, you know, who – who speaks for this man? And then Ken's <laughs> like, we do. <laughs> well, I always think there's something very shady about Ken and Lisa. Like, they are so posh and fancy and whatever. But, like, look at their dirt dirtbag friends. Like, PK is their friend. Like, they're friends with uh, James's dad. Lance, like, Lance Bass yeah, is Lan- their big friend. Like, I mean... I, I mean, no offense to Lance Bass, but like, why is he always with Lisa and Ken? Like, I don't, I don't understand how, like, who they picked up along the way. It's like the most random people. Like, it's that and the uh, who's the hairdresser that's always on flipping out that Jeff is always working on. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Ken, gosh, I'll, he has billboards all over LA all the time, and he always changes. Ah, I'll, I'll remember it. I'm like, yeah, I can't remember, but I don't know. I kind of don't think that Lisa and Ken like actually have any friends. Like, I kind of feel like they, like, burn bridges to get where they want to be. 
Yeah, it is fascinating. They do seem to have some kind of agreement with each other that they're just like, we're going to keep ascending and whoever falls along the way falls. Yeah, which is kind of sad. Like, I understand, like, you know, hustle, make your money. And like, she has Ked and so they have each other. But I don't know. It's like, you don't have to burn every bridge to get to where you want to go. We're so, I mean, by the way, we're, we're the most disturbed out of all of these. Like we're sitting here like talking deeply about this relationship. I love it. <laughs> I like go to bed every night being like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with Ken and Lisa? Yeah. This is like, instead of counting sheep, I just, I think about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So we kind of don't really see any Ariana and Tom that much. We see Ariana crying really badly, saying she wants to leave She's like, I want to get in the car and just drive, drive, drive away, which to me sounds like the beginning of every Springsteen song, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, and they're dressed like all in black. Like, yeah. it's like, they like look like the coolest alternative band. And she's like crying. She's like, I just want to get in my car and never come back again. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. I, it's so interesting to see, like, every time that these people have, like, these mental breakdowns, they're always in costume. Like, there's always, yeah. like, a miscellaneous, like, bow or, like, you know, Tom Sandoval wearing so much eyeliner for some reason where it's like they're having, like, the most serious conversation. But I don't know what's going on. She went through the cancer removal thing. She had melanoma. Yes. Yes, so yeah. that is, like, so terrible and probably very – stressful for her and tom and again being like a public figure and going through this and she didn't i i don't believe she like opened up about it but i believe after everything had been dealt with which yeah yeah she get and what her cast bio says that she deals with some kind of um she has some kind of uh drama happen and they don't say what it is but it 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 causes some kind of huge drama that she creates and everybody, they, they kind of insinuate that everybody's against her and something huge happens. And this, I know them a little bit and like, I don't know what this is. And like, I almost asked, but then I was like, Oh, I'll just let it surprise me. Cause I don't know. I, I kind of know some of these plot points and like a little bit more specificity in them, but I don't know what they're talking about in regards to Ariana's issue. So yeah, I mean, I feel like Ariana is, like, all over the place. Like, what is your goal? What is your dream? I feel like a lot of the people on this show have kind of carved out little lives for themselves outside of the show other than Katie, Maloney, Schwartz, and Kristen, really. Yeah. But, you know, Stassi's kind of built her own. Lala, as much as, you know, we laugh at her, you know, has her little makeup line and is doing her thing and has her merch that, like, I know people who wear it. <laughs> so, you know, she kind of has her own. Whereas Ariana, you know, did this cocktail book. But again, like, we saw it took so long. And even that, like, she made it, like, a thing with Tom. And I don't know. I, I kind of am like, what's your deal? Like, what's your goal? What's your dream? And she was in those comedy videos for a while. And she obviously takes sketch comedy very seriously. But what's next? What's next for her? She's She, uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, I feel like she, in some ways in terms of like acting and singing has more talent than um, most of the cast because she used to go to the acting studio that I teach at. And she has like, she has excellent levels in terms. I know that sounds silly, but she can act like she's really good at, she can actually act and sing. And I'm shocked that she doesn't do more with that. Um, I'm shocked. She's like, she's one of those people that I could see like doing actually Chicago on Broadway or something instead of Countess (laughs) Luann. Yeah. Wait, I forgot that Lala was an actress. I'm like, she's got that little makeup line, but she's like in major films now. 
Well, I mean, if we want to call the row a major film, yeah, I mean, that's, no. you know. <laughs> I mean, the one with Kate Bosworth, like, that's a big film. I, like It is. I mean, Al Pacino's in that film. So, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fascinating, by the way, like, there, that's a film called Axis Sally, and it's not coming out yet, but it's like 1940s. And I just love the thought of, like, Lala with all of her face work playing, like, a 1940s anything, you yeah, know? I know. <laughs> like a casual, like, Nazi film, like, in Lala. Yeah, like, I mean, but also, like, did they have Botox in the 40s? I mean, like, you know, like nobody was walking around in the 40s with like huge plumped up lips. Yeah. And like their foreheads moved in the 40s. Imagine. Yeah. yeah like in the, yeah, in the in the in the 40s, you used to be able to smile, you know. <laughs> so we really don't see a lot of Lala in this either. Randall is nowhere to be seen in it as well. And I believe he was filming because at this point, how can production not Show him. It's unfair. It's just unfair to the viewers. Well, he was one of Jax's best men at oh. the wedding. So, uh, but also, I was. <laughs> this is so sad. I was on Jax did a live uh, Instagram last oh, night. Literally, I was at you. home and and watching it, and then I saw you post yeah. about it, and I'm like, we're both such fucking losers. Yeah, and I was at work at my. I was at work at my desk, and I was like, oh, okay, and then I was like, what's up, buddy? I was like, hey. I was just trying to get any attention I could, and. Um, and he said that Randall is going to be in this season in the live Instagram. Nice. Well, but um, who knows? Jax might just lie about everything. He might not even know what the season's about. Well, I definitely think their wedding is going to get little screen time because in I the hope entire so. trailer, I do not want to get- we just see the one thing where like Brittany looks like she's crying on a pizza box, like with her veil and dress on. I'm like, okay, so that's the wedding coverage in the trailer. Like that's a good sign that we're not going. If to I had a dime for every time Brittany was crying at a pizza box, yeah, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We were talking on my last show. My guest Shannon was asking me, like, who has a heart on Bravo? We were saying uh, Brittany's an example of someone who came in to the show and everyone was like, oh, my God, she's pure as snow. She's an amazing woman. (laughs) No. But no. But then we were saying and then we were all fucking hoodwinked. And then we went back and we're like, no, like we're all kind of starting to realize now, like she's just as bad as Jax. Like she puts up with that and actually enables his bullshit. So, you know, she's definitely no angel. I'll go one step further. I don't even think that's her real accent. Uh, well, it's definitely like been it's been getting <laughs> like it, more and more country like over the past yeah. few seasons. Where in the beginning it's like, okay, yeah, of course you're like from Kentucky, you have like a twang. But now it's like, I, oh my god, just take a put a straw in your mouth and like just start chewing on it. We get it. You're from fucking. <laughs> I make fun of Jack so much, and the fact though that on that live Instagram he was in his like he was in a jacuzzi, and then Brittany came out with like tequila, and they had like music blaring, and I was like, first, I mean. I mean, like, he got the last laugh. Like, I'm sitting at my desk, and he's in a jacuzzi. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm funnier than he is, but, like, he wins. I was so frustrated. <laughs> I know. I think about that a lot where I'm like, I'm like, these people, as much as they're a bunch of, like, you know, fame-hungry people, like, yeah, they're doing it. Like, they're making it. Like, I've got nothing except, like, credit card debt and a podcast. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude, like, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I'm the number one at credit card debt. Like, that's yeah. my – that. and by the way, when you say credit card debt, I got pissed because I'm like, that's my thing. <laughs> debt is my brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not being able to take care of themselves is my thing. <laughs> yeah, like, buying $2 million homes, like, not – just yet but like in a couple years (laughs) oh my god and then we are introduced to a bunch of the newbies dana is the blonde girl who looks like she's kind of like friendly with sheena she's having drama with the max guy because i guess they were kind of dating and then he was hanging out with another girl 
alone. And so that should be interesting. I'm excited for the new. Well, this path. is my dirt I got last night. I was at. Mm, uh, yes. I did the. I did the uh, Sir uh, trip last night with a friend. So I was at Tom Tom Sir, so and then trip. we hit up. Um, oh no, it was Pump Sir, and then we went to Tom Tom. And uh, I know Max a little bit, and I didn't. Be- I didn't believe that Shana, Sheena actually dated Max, and that's what they were saying that they used to date. But that is true, actually. They did used to date. I have that on good authority now. Wow. And. They did actually date. He did actually. I mean, Dana, they date this season and there is a conflict. And that's why the scene we see Sheena saying to Dana, just be careful, girl, is Mm. about Max. And I talked to Max last night. I said, how are you hanging in now that the trailer? I mean, are you doing all right? And he goes, it's it's um, he goes, it's a little weird. I'm staying off social media. And I was like, yeah, man, get ready. And he's like, I know, I know. But he really genuinely seemed, um, you know, not having a great time. Damn. I mean, it's pretty explosive to be on freshman team of like a very established show. We have been talking on this podcast literally for the past six months of the show has not been on. Pretty much every show talks about these people. And then just being like, when's the trailer coming out? When's the trailer coming out? And waiting and waiting and waiting. And now this kid is like, oh, fuck. Like, I am now in the Vanderpump world. And, you know, it's a lot. Well, think about also all the people that are like, I don't want, I don't want new people. Yeah. I hate new people. Like that's all like stuff that you, if you don't have a solid center, you could totally personalize that and just have a really bad time. I mean, of course, like if anybody's ever mean to me about anything, I'm like a full oh. wreck baby. Like I yeah. turned into like a full child. And if I, you know, I get reviewed on this and like sometimes I take things far too personally and like, I can't even imagine doing it on such a grand scale. And he's lucky he's, like, a hot guy. Like, you know, if he was a woman, they'd be like, her nails are like this, she's fat. Like, you know, anything negative you could say about someone, like, there's that whole additional level of fear and bullshit that comes from, like, now being exposed on television. But, I mean, he didn't... Yeah, wait, by the way, by the way, the podcast reviews are insane, you guys. And by the way, if you're listening, give this podcast five stars and go give my podcast five stars. But <laughs> if you yeah. have something negative to say... Like it hurt, like negativity really sucks. Like somebody said on mine that um, it's been mainly positive, but somebody said, I just don't get it. And I was like, girl, I don't get it either. But like, why would you like write, like write this out on my podcast review? It was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like, if you're going to put the negativity out there, like you're going to get it in your own way. And like, I try to just like stay above it because frankly, but, like, I've listened- why would my mom write that? <laughs> so good (laughs) okay so Vanderpump Rules comes back January 7th I can't believe it's not even in 2019 I'm glad I'm happy with that though like I don't the, the, the end of the year is coming up so fast and I just I don't if they're introducing new cast members I don't know if you're like this where like I just don't know if I have it in my heart to like let new people in in this year. But in 2020, I'll be like ready. It'll be a fresh start, you know? I totally agree. Like it's the holidays. I already have my own things going on. Like now I have to emotionally accept six new cast members yeah. on Vanderpump Rules. Like I have enough like things to worry about buying gifts for people, you know, eating too much. Yeah, like I'm already thinking much. about the credit I'm- card debt I'm already going to go into with like gift buying. Like I don't need to that like look at people like on Vanderpump Rules buying their houses. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, staying in California, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season. Oh, what season is that? Oh. So, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season ten is currently filming, and Queen Camille Grammer tweeted this past Wednesday, <laughs> "I'm getting back in the game, diamonds and drama." So she said, <laughs> "No diamond" on Twitter, but yet she will be on as another 
friend. She'll be on another season as a friend of, which like good because what else do they got? Yeah, but remember, so she she also posted on Twitter months ago that she was not coming back. So this season must be already so bad that they must have begged her to come back. Like that's my theory is that because mm-hmm. she said publicly that she wasn't asked back, she wasn't coming back, and then to have this drop just means that they might already. And Danny Pellegrino said this. Uh, you know, we were talking. He said. I already have a feeling they're not going to have a great season again. And it's, it, it was coming off such a bad season last season. So I think they're, they're midstream and they're trying to course correct because it's going so poorly. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. I mean, to have her come in when she kind of left on bad terms with all the other women. And we ended last reunion with like her kind of being like girls with Lisa Vanderpump. She's coming in as like a Hail Mary, like, please, please, like, let's try to save this or add some actual drama. Like they have two new cast members, like Sutton Strack and then Garcelle Beauvais. And... Did you wait? What did you say? Strut and Strack? Sutton Strack? She's a, Oh, I thought you said Strut and as I was that like Tweedledum, Tweedledee? <laughs> yeah. Like that's one okay, one person. Okay. Yeah, so it's this new chick who's just like a rich philanthropist mom. And Oh, different. We needed <laughs> we needed yeah. another one of those. So I mean, I don't really know what they're going to bring. However, I mean it just seems kind of lame. Like Lisa Renna, lover, but I'm kind of over it. Erica Jane she's so fake she's not willing to open up at all about anything you know teddy's pregnant we're gonna have to deal with that whole thing and kyle of it, it feels all. like watching homework when i watch beverly hills yeah, now it really it feels does. like something i have to do out of some kind of like arrangement i've made like i i <laughs> love them once so i will always have to stand by them but at the same time it's like feels like wasted time a little bit about how oc feels when i watch it now but even oc at least has a little drama Oh, sorry. It sounds like somebody's getting arrested outside. <laughs> They're window. coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't love when I talk about Beverly Hills like that. <laughs> I, I'm just like fatigued by it. I think they really did need to do a full cash shakeup. And I think they went the wrong way. Like, you need to fire people and not Lisa Vanderpump. Like, Lisa Vanderpump leaving isn't going to – that's not going to lighten up the show a little bit. That's going to make the show, like, not have one of, like, its key players. Like, they need to, like, drop a few girls and then maybe add in these two. Like, I think right now, like, I would love, like, Kyle and Erica to be off the show and even Teddy and do, like, Dorit, well, Rinna and the new girls. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Well, I would love, like, HBO does this with their shows where they usually take, like – it'll be like a year and a half or even two years sometimes when like the Sopranos was on in between seasons. And I'm like, you know what? Let Beverly Hills go away for two years. Like really map something new out, start from scratch, give us a two year break. You have other shows that can fill in in the meantime and really make sure it's, it comes correct because you, you know, they're doing these half baked things where nothing happens. And you know, for some reason Beverly Hills gets the highest ratings, but eventually that will fall off as well. So just make it make it a quality trash product instead of just a trash product. I would completely agree with that. Obviously, I will be watching because what else do I have going on? Yeah, but, this is my business. So. And wait, I forgot about Denise. I'm, I'm looking at a picture that Kyle posted where all the ladies do look really beautiful. One, Kyle's got these new bangs, so that's definitely a luke. That's a huge plot point for this season is new bangs. I mean, something must be really going on in her life if she decided to get bangs. 
So that could be a sign that trouble in paradise. Is that such a big deal. I mean, that really does seem to be, be a, I'm like, as a guy, I just don't get that. But for ladies, that's a huge deal is deciding whether or not to get bangs, correct? I mean, getting bangs is like a really big life choice. Like you're make, because it could look really bad. Like I've never had bangs as an adult. And I remember I was like going through a pretty gnarly breakup and, you know, completely spiraling. And I was like, I need a new look. Like, I need to be different. Like, I need to shed everything from him out of my life. And then I was like, I'm going to get bangs. And, like, I, like, took all these – I got all these photos of, like, celebrities I thought looked cute with bangs. And I went into the hairdresser and I had been going in this woman for, like, like a year at that point. And usually I would just go in and be like, do whatever. I don't care. Like, just give me a trim. And I was like, I'm going to do bangs. And she's like, no. No, you're not. <laughs> and she was like, not like, cause you're spiraling, but she was like, they'd look so bad. And she's like, as my profession, she's like, I have to warn you before you do this. It's like a bad tattoo, you know? It's like the tattoo yeah, artist should curly, step I've, in. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I have curly hair. So, like, all I do is go in. I, I can only say, like, oh, make it less. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, there's nothing you can do with curly hair. So it's just like, I always just say, like, yeah, just make it less than it is now, you know? <laughs> Wait, speaking of crazy haircuts, and this is actually a good segue uh, into Rahasa's of OC stuff. The most recent episode of OC where Gina takes her son to get a haircut, like, he got the craziest haircut. I don't know if you saw, but, like, he had, like, a full buzz <laughs> cut on the side and then, like, a full swoop on top. I I don't know. I'll try to find a photo of this and post it on. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Gina, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot happening in the OC in terms of like Gina stuff. Well, she and her new boyfriend that have like been introducing one another to the kids and like all the kids have been hanging out. So clearly is that Dr. Hottie or is that a different guy? I think it's a different guy. Dr. Hottie. Well, that's what they kept calling him. I'm like, please don't say this is Dr. Hottie. But I didn't want to like sometimes Gina, I have to stay away from that, that energy that Gina is, you know, throwing out there because it's a lot for me to take in. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Gina's life. And I feel bad because you could see she's so torn and she was like in therapy talking to the therapist, talk like about how she's like, yeah, we fucked again. It's like he's so manipulative (laughs) with her. And, you know, I get like feeling comfortable with someone and like kind of falling back into old routines. And if he's like being nice that one night and you just kind of slip back into something, like I understand how that happens. The way she just like flippantly talks about it. Like one day she's like crying over him. She's like, my life is ruined. I'm leaving him Dr. Hottie. And then the next she's like, yeah, the door was open. It was kind of romantic when he showed up. I'm like, is that romantic? (laughs) Is that romantic? I I love breaking. Yeah. Breaking and entering is like the thing that's like, it's like a box of chocolates and roses. Yeah. Like nothing turns me on more than like, like, a strand. A yeah, somebody that's not supposed to be in my personal space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in my home. Like, oh. And also, like, doesn't he have keys? Like, I feel like he's got to have keys to the house. Why is leaving their door unlocked? I mean, that, like, that just sounds like the most basic knowledge that I even know, and I'm a mess, is that lock your door. Yeah, and she has children. Like, I, growing up, I was very, again, going back to, like, compulsive behaviors. Like, I would 
check the doors to make sure they were locked. Like my dad would do it every single night of my life. But like I too would like double check him. I'm like, we got to make sure we're staying safe. And like now, like I'll get up in at like 1030 and I've been in bed for whatever, a few hours. And I'm like, let me check the door. And then an hour later, I'll check it again. And I'm like, what is my problem? Like, no well, one's getting in. I, I was a latchkey kid as, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so I would, but I was even so paranoid that I would get in the house and I'd always assume that somebody had broken in. So I would scream, I'm calling the police. I know you're here. And that <laughs> I figured I would, I figured it would scare whoever had broken in enough where they would just leave. I was obviously a messed up kid, you're but like, I, I, I would always just shout you. that out. <laughs> like with your little boy voice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wait, what do you mean, little boy? This is like 18, yeah. Yeah, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hurt you. Yeah, when I used to live in a studio apartment by myself in the beginning, I was really, really scared. And I would, like, leave. This is psycho. I had, like, my table, like, right in front of my door. And I would keep a big chef's knife there as, like, my just-in-case. If I can hear someone breaking in, like, I can immediately, like, grab the knife and then I did that for like two months. And then I was like, oh, this wow. is so scary. Like, I'm, what's my issue? Like, I have locks. Like, everything is locked. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to like have a knife out at all times oh, for that just God. in case. Also, like, the knives were one foot away from where I put it. I was like, I just want this out just in case. Yeah. I feel like people are really I just like, had this thought of like, you're unhinged today. <laughs> I just had this thought of like we're doing a podcast about how crazy we think Bravo people are, but I think eventually Bravo Bravo should do a podcast about how crazy we are. Like they could really just go to town. I know they're like you spend over fifteen hours a week working on a passion project that pays you no money for no reason. Like that's uh, insane. So yeah, I would be. I could never be on a reality show because I would just one totally be the villain. And two, I think I'd they, you'd see like Bethany Frankel level freakouts coming from me. Like, well, like, that realization, like when you're well, like, I would hate to be in a reality show and then start to realize you're the villain. Oh, yeah. Like that would be the most alarming thing. That like you're like, oh, flip, I'm getting into all the arguments and everybody's against me. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I can be pretty snarky. Um, like if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> Pardon me. I'm, I'm like I could be a teensy bit <laughs> uh, unhinged. So I just feel like that would really shine through on video. Would you, every scene would just be me going like, "Do you like me? Are you, um, do, am I annoying you? Do you like me?" Like I would just keep asking people <laughs> if they liked me. I would be like Teddy. I'd be like, "She was late. She has no." fucking respect like truly that's like me in a nutshell i'm like she's so like impatient i'm like i wonder how i could spot that from a mile away anyways less less yeah, about well, I, i'm like <laughs> like where's the tissues i'm okay um, staying in orange county megan king edmonds from season nine through 12 has been going through a hellish divorce her and Jim are all over the place. Like, their life sucks right now. I definitely don't envy them. But she was saying in a recent inter interview saying how controlling Jim is and then how uh, he has been, like, hurling all these insults to her. And then most recently, this past Wednesday night, she went out with a few of her girlfriends and came back a little toasted. Like, she wasn't driving or anything. And Jim had called the cops on her because he felt she was unfit to raise the kids. So she was, like, putting, taking her makeup off and, like, getting ready to go to bed, supposedly. And he – they get a knock on the door and it's the cops. And I'm like, 
can't she have fun for a night out? What's the Dude, there, what's the deal? I mean, this is going to get so I read the story and this is so like when stuff like this happens, this is going to get so nasty between them. It is I feel like this is just the beginning and it's already this intense. But when he's calling the cops because she had a couple drinks, like that's insane behavior on his part, but it just shows how nasty they are with each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's going to get worse before it gets better with them. Yeah, I would agree with that. And last week or maybe two weeks ago, I was talking with my guest on about how Jim had gone to Us Weekly and was like, Megan is an amazing mother. Amazing mother, she's, yeah. She's so great. I'm going to try to make this work. Like – what are you doing? Like, just stay out of the press. Like, saying this bullshit phrase is just – it means nothing, and it probably hurts her more. She said that the day after they left, he hadn't seen the kids until this past Wednesday when he ended up calling the cops on her because he was babysitting the kids. And he's already moved out. Like, he was posting pictures on Instagram of, like, his new mansion that he's living in. So it's like, dude, if you've already moved on and you're moving out – Stay out of her fucking way. Stay out of her lane. Stay out of the press. Like, you even said, like, I wanted to be out of the press. Like, this isn't the life we wanted. You know, it's like, no, you wanted to be the star. And Megan was the star when she was on a major hit TV show. I'm sorry. And, like, people weren't paying attention to Jim, and he could not understand that. And I think he, frankly, is just, like, an insecure little bitch. And, yeah, obviously, she, like, knew what she was getting into when she was with him and, like, knew he had, like, this type of track record. However, you know... You can't put all the blame on her, dude. Well, if you open a candle shop with your spouse, that's the first sign that something's not right. And like, <laughs> secondly, I just think that like, yeah, if you're drama, like if I ever have personal drama, you're not going to see me on Twitter talking about it. You're not going to see me on Instagram. Like I keep my personal stuff personal. That that should be personal. Don't ever look for the validation of outside, um, outside, it, you know, like you're, you're putting it out there on social media and calling the cops and like putting it in the press. I think that's disgusting behavior because it involves two people. Don't try to get the world on your side or her side. It's like, we don't want anything to do with it. That's your personal business. Don't try to win the media over. Yeah. And there's also so many people involved. Like you're a father, like just be a good dad to your kids, stay out of Megan's way, kid. pay her monthly, like, and keep it moving. Like, if you're so unhappy, but she has a right to say what she wants on her blog and write how she feels and talk about how unhappy she is. Like, she has that right. And he just probably is like, I don't understand. She's blowing up my spot. And she basically was saying, like, I'm sick of the abuse and I don't want to engage in it anymore if I don't, and I don't have to. And I'm glad she's saying, like, I don't have to. She's like, yes. if I can sit back – And, you know, focus on the kids who clearly, like, need to be dealt with. Like, she said she told her daughter Aspen, the oldest, I think she's three or turning four, she told the daughter about the divorce. But I'm like, how do you tell a four-year-old you're getting a divorce? Like, I can't even imagine. Where do you start? Do you, like, do Play-Doh mommy and daddies? And, like, I mean, like, how do you even – yeah, it it doesn't – Coloring book for divorce. I- <laughs> there was this group when I was growing up. I'm not even a fan of Megan. I don't even like Megan, but I don't like yeah. Jim even. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I wasn't a fan of Megan, but I hate Jim so much that I'm like, you are going to end up yeah. on the right side of history with this one. Like, you got to get out of here. Like, you're lucky he let you out when you're, like, young and fun and, like, have young kids. Because, like, look, you see Gina, like, already, like, has a new guy 
and is happy and you could see like actual joy in her face. I'm like, wow, a man who actually wants to spend time with her and the, her and not even his kids. Like yes. that's a step up from Matt in the first yes. place. Like somebody <laughs> like, that you enjoy spending time with. Like that's amazing. You can find somebody supposedly out there that you like to hang out with. You don't have to be with somebody that hates you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also she's like pretty and smart and like nice and seems like a good mom. There's no reason why she should feel like she's not going to find someone great eventually. And you know what? I think this is definitely going to be a hard period of time for her. But if she's saying like, oh, I'm going to not accept this abuse and keep it moving, like I'm happy for her. But we all watched. We all knew when they were on this show together. We knew back then this was not going to work out. We watched them together like he didn't want to have any more kids. She did it like you could see he was completely checked out. I mean, I saw then that I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to make it. I feel like everybody's thought that to some capacity. Yeah, I feel like it was a whole plot line. <laughs> like, where it's like, he doesn't love that you. Was <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was kind of hard to see. I'm actually going to go back and rewatch those few seasons that she was on, I think starting in season nine, because what else is there to do in life? <laughs> so my, my, my scare, my, my, my fear, though, is in a, in, in a year, we're going to see Jim Edmonds, like, taking nude photos in the forest like David Bedore. Right? Like, with Carly the nanny. He's like, we were together. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. I trained up. <laughs> boots and socks and just fully nude. Yeah, I can't believe those photos. Shannon Bedore is lucky she dodged that bullet with that one. Even though he does. Okay, this is bad because the photos were pretty terrifying and you posted so many great ones on your Instagram. Are you about to say that you think he's hot? I did think he was hot, but I don't think he's hot oh, anymore. I don't think he's hot anymore. I don't okay. think he's hot anymore. But Okay. I don't know. Like he, he him and this girl are pretty cheesy, oh. but they look happy. He looks happy. Oh my god! You <laughs> are sick. sick. You have I'm you a need sick to fuck. stop doing this podcast. This I, is quit. Harming you. I quit. I quit. <laughs> this is hard. That is that is the worst thing you've ever said, and I need you to take it back. I know your listeners don't deserve that. He is he is disgusting, and they are disgusting together. And I don't need to see that kind of filth. I don't even have kids, and I don't even need. I just don't want to see that kind of filth out there. I mean, no, it's disgusting. And like, if I was his daughter, like, I would not be happy. But I don't know. They look like they're traveling or oh, having fun, oh, <laughs> like doubling down. I'm oh doubling down. It looks so beautiful in the woods, and like, like they look like they're probably Venice. going apple picking. Yeah. I was sick. Oh, Megan, I, I feel to... so bad for you. Something is wrong, <laughs> and I want you to work on this. I know. I stopped going to therapy because it was too expensive. But <laughs> I feel like this is like a call to action where, like, I feel like I gotta, gotta, that, gotta figure that out. That would be great if you do it in an emergency session, and it's just about the David Bedore <laughs> dude with photos. She's like, "Yeah, Megan, but what about you?" Like, Megan, let me. This has nothing. I just want to make sure I'm clear. You're not involved in these photos, right? And you're like, no, it just really, really made me feel things. Yeah. I'm like, I'm longing for something. And I think David yeah. has found it. There should be David oh Bedour wood, wood tours. Like, I would love to find out the specific woods that they're out and like they're at and like recreate those photos. I think you could totally do that. That would be so hysterical if you find the exact wall and the exact woods. (laughs) I mean, the wall was so jarring where I'm like, you are in the middle of like a medieval Italian town. And you're like, let's just drop drop, naked. Like, not just one location, they went nude to two separate locations. 
Yeah, it just seems like a lot of work <laughs> to like get these photos and then be like, oh, let me post this on Instagram. And Andy on Watch What Happens Live gave them Jackal of the Week because they deserved it. And she was like, you're so thirsty, Andy, for doing this. And then she posted a picture of Shannon's new boyfriend looking at the story. Like she t- po- t- took a <laughs> screenshot of his name, which I'm like, love that. You know, Shannon was like, no, I don't think anyone can see when you look. Like, you know, she doesn't know that people can see when they look at stories. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. What a society we live in. This is amazing. God, it's such a good time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> you were so lucky. Yeah, we're just indoors. Count my blessings really over here. <laughs> uh, well, moving on to totally different news. Coming out of Potomac, Maryland. So supposedly the cast is filming season five right now. And sources are now saying that Monique Samuels was fired. So – a couple weeks ago, I reported on this show how her and Candace got into a pretty gnarly fight. And I'm wondering if this had something to do with it. Supposedly, she smashed Candace's face into a table. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, generally, abuse does. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm like, there's many different forms of abuse. But, like, physical abuse, yeah, like, girls on Atlanta have definitely, like, kicked each other. Like, remember when, what's her name, Kenya kick? oh no, it was Portia oh. kicking Cynthia on that boat? Yeah. So oh, they, they, they really work hard on that show. <laughs> yeah, they work hard for their money, for sure. So I'm not sure if Monique's fired, but I'd be pretty upset because she's, I think, my favorite person on that cast. Well, so I have a, uh, an admission to make, and I'm going to rectify this on my show, but I've never seen Potomac, and I hear it is one of the best shows that they have. Yeah, I would I would say, like, I mean, it's hard because I'm so very biased on – I'm so very biased. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty biased about these shows, but Potomac is so good, and I would love, as a listener of your show, to hear your journey going through it, to hear from Would you recommend going from the beginning or starting when they start the new season Ryan, and then go back? You always need to start at the beginning. Well, sometimes if you start though at a, uh, the newest season, then you can go back, and it's like you're seeing the prequel to the stuff that you already know. So it's like you're like – Oh my gosh, that's why Jax, everybody hates him because he cheated on that girl. Like, you know, like when you go back, it's kind of like this neat little treat on how you watch a show because then you fill in all these blanks. Yeah. No, No, you're totally right. I just, I'm a purist and I'm like, if we're starting, we got to start from the beginning. I need to know every single thing. And now it's exciting because I get to like go back and watch all of these shows again where I'm like, oh my God, that explains this dynamic. And that's what I find really fascinating about the Housewives because we see like every season loyalties change on every franchise on any show on Bravo. But it's fun when you go back and watch and you think, oh, well, you know what? Camille and Taylor had that fight season two. And, you know, eight years later, she could still be holding that grudge over that stupid thing that they might have gotten over at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. might have not been the biggest thing. But grudges don't go away. Just because these people are on TV doesn't mean, like, their histories are wiped. Like, they are people. They do have, like, emotions that carry through years and years and years. And, you know, feelings towards other people that kind of carry. So that's why I think it's so fun to kind of go back. Maybe, and you know what, you're coming, you're coming on my podcast in a couple weeks or something. Maybe we should like go back and like do the season, like, like the beginning of Potomac or something. Uh, that would be an absolute honor for me. I, I would love to go back. Cause I've actually never rewatched Potomac. I rewatched like the first couple episodes of the first season a couple months ago at the gym, really <laughs> working hard on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, Isn't perfect. That, that just stands in a corner with her, her <laughs> yeah. laptop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in jeans, like I'm not even in workout clothes. <laughs> yeah, I'm here at the gym. That's something, right? And then I take a steam when I'm done. I'm like, 
God, I'm amazing. <laughs> that would be great. You with a laptop in a steam room. And yeah. like, how are you even doing this? I've actually seen girls at the gym bring their AirPods in. I'm like, bitch, you can't sit here for six minutes without some, you know, Kesha song, like whatever you're listening to. Like, <laughs> like, what year is it? What year is it? Why am I bringing up Kesha? Like, oh my God. By the way, I, you know, I, I TikTok is like on my workout playlist. I love like early Kesha is like fun to work out to. Yeah, I would agree with that. God, where is Kesha? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for Potomac. And, yeah, I would definitely love to come on your show and do kind of like a full retrospective of all four seasons Yeah, maybe. Far. Yeah, that, that might be actually a really dope thing. I should start watching it this weekend. Oh, yes, I would agree with that. I'm actually going to – I'm like, I'm actually going to start watching it tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, to end the show on a happy note, the Judici – like how the fuck do you say their last name whatever i do this too is it like geodice 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 i mean i really get confused on how to say this so the judice which i believe is how you say it maybe okay from the real housewives of new jersey have reunited together in salerno italy if you guys know the freaking drill, Joe was in ice fertility. His uh, deportation case is pending right now, but he decided to finish out the trial period, the appeal process in Italy, which, like, I don't blame him. So all four girls and Teresa flew out to Italy this week to see him, and the internet is ablaze with photos and videos of the families reuniting. Did you see him dancing with oh. his daughter? Yes. And he and it was like dope. He like knows his way around the dance floor. And I was like, I was, sh- I mean, it, I was like, Joe knows how to move. I was like really shocked. <laughs> well, he's Italian. I feel like Italian men like inherently have like a little bit of a swagger, definitely on like on a dance floor. I mean, like well, he what just the had fuck so much confidence yeah. that I was like, wow. Huh. And I just, I was, I was kind of jealous. I was like, so I was like, damn, that's like. <laughs> like that's so sad. He's out of prison. I know. Like, he, has I, it. I, he has. He has it all. Wow. <laughs> wow. The way his body moves. I'm so know, jealous. I'm, so sick. I'm like, look at. I'm not even looking at his daughter. I'm like literally looking at Joe. Just like, <laughs> wow. Like he really can move. Like it's like it truly is a man's world. Like I'm like yeah. totally ignoring like everything around. But I'm just like, look at him, skinny and spelt and dancing. <laughs> yeah. In Italy, like having a great time, like his family's there. I wonder his dynamic with Teresa, though. They saw I saw That's, photos of the two of them somewhat next to each other, but they did look like uh, a little distance from one another. And I don't need them to be together. I think at this rate, they're not going to be together. I think it's pretty yes. te- the writing's on the wall. However, Definitely. it was probably jarring for her. She hasn't seen him in almost four years. Well, like. I mean, it, my it, thought is, like, oh. have they kissed? Have they kissed? Have they even tried to kiss? Has he tried to kiss her? Has she tried to kiss him? Like, I wonder physically if they set rules up, if they maybe got tipsy one night and then they did. Like, I really am curious. And the cameras are there. So I'm wondering what we will see. I think it's so horrible that they did this first meeting with cameras. I just hate that thought of yeah. selling out private moments, you know, to the highest bidder. And I get that they love money and stuff, but I feel like this, especially like reuniting with your daughters and stuff, I just, I hate the fact that a camera crew is there. Yeah, it kind of makes it. I mean, I love it and I hate it. I, lo- I mean, I love that I'll eventually get to watch it, but I just, I kind of, I think sometimes like there's such tragedy that is anything sacred. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, I don't know, like, did the girls get pulled out of school for this? Like, uh, I don't know. It just, it's, it's really sad because the reality is like he's, probably never coming back to the states 
Like, and I, and by the way, I've been to Italy. It's a great place, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't think he's coming back. I don't, uh, I I'm curious, I'm curious where this goes and I'm curious if this will be a plot line on the next season of Jersey, like, is this part of next season? Is this part of this season? How are we getting this information? I don't know. I feel like there's a really good chance that Bravo will do some kind of like Teresa goes to Italy special where it's like a four part thing where it's like they're reunited and then kind of go through like their inevitable divorce. And I think they might kind of do something like that because frankly, Teresa, since season one has taken over every single season, every single season is about her. In the beginning, it was about her issues with Danielle and, you know, the prostitution whore, like that made her the star basically. And then the fact that she gave us this whole bankruptcy and the fighting and jealousy thing with Melissa and then all of this money drama and then prison drama, like Teresa has given her entire life to the television. Like, and I think it's unfair to the other housewives on the show a little bit where it's like, they don't even get an opportunity sometimes to, really have their stories like delved into a little bit more because it's like, well, well, you know, we always kind of go back to like Teresa's whole situation and we know, you know, if Teresa's being a dick to someone, it always goes back to like, well, yeah, but look at her life. Like look at all the shitty things that are happening. And it's like, okay, yeah. But like the other people can't really grow as characters. If Teresa is like always front and center where like her shit is obviously the biggest thing everybody's always talking about, which like, again, for good reason. I just, I love, and even with that Andy interview, I love, like Teresa, uh, who said it's just like her trying to put thoughts together is like will always take center stage. Like yeah. the way she like the way information hits her brain and then like we would all take it a certain way and she takes it a completely other way. It's like it's like the brain misfires and like connects it to a different wrong thought. Like when when Andy played that thing of uh, of uh, what's her name? Um, oh, Caroline. Yeah, Caroline, where it was like it was like a really positive thing about Teresa being like brave and strong and like showing her girls what a strong woman is like. And then Teresa, Teresa goes, you know, like, well, that's how she lives her life. She's dirty, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, she's uh, complimenting you. Like, what are you think? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, she always like misses the mark a little bit. I feel like <laughs> like she always just is assuming people are like going to like hurt her, or make fun of her. And I don't know. I think she probably was like kind of dumb when she was younger and then like has that has transcended into like her being so defensive i saw this meme on reddit or something and it was like a clip from an old reunion and andy was like the stacy from tacoma wants to know um if you could spell the (laughs) word daughters and she's like no and he's like come on she's like no andy and like gets up and walks off like (laughs) Walks off the set and then she goes, I'm not doing this. I'm a New York Times magazine bestseller. And I'm like, no. No. Like you missed the mark. Like all of it was like, there was just like so many levels of cringing in that whole scene. I'm like, oh, poor girl. Like she's like, what is this, a spelling bee? Like, I'm like, oh, Teresa. I mean, at least she's not wearing vibrators on her neck neck yet. Like, I mean, like at least we've, we've not gotten there with her, but it's, it's, well, no, that was the, no, no, you know, her dad, no, no. It's like, it's a little, like, I, I was telling this to somebody the other day that no, no, it's like he's, it's like somebody's trapped in no, no's body and like they're in there, but they can't use full words, but it's just all communicated through his eyes. Yeah. Like, so it looks like somebody's in there and it's like, the eyes are like, let me out. Like he has the weirdest eyes and like, he always like kind of just mumbles. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. seems like <laughs> but my, somebody's my trying to get out like of no, no. From 
Like, my when I see Teresa's parents, you know, and her mom, rest, like, rest in peace. But, like, when I would see them, like, it makes me really emotional because my grandparents are literally just like that. Like, we're there my whole life, did everything for us. You know, we barely spoke any English, and it was, like, very similar. So, like, I so see it. And the no-no of it all is so interesting because... He is in Italy as well. Like, he got to Italy before the family before. did. So yeah. it's insane that, you know, his Joe's father-in-law is coming. And he was so sick the past few seasons. And he's like, fuck it. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to see Joe. Where, you know, Joe Gorga and Nono always had beef. Like, there's so much tension between them. So it's interesting that his dad, the dad, would, you know, go to Italy to be with Joe. Joe, well, I was re-watching the, um, the christening scene from oh, uh, a couple years so ago good. when the Gorgas were introduced. And remember that, like, you know, Nono likes Joe better than his son. Yeah. And then Joey. Like, I mean, it, it's a very interesting dynamic. And I saw that shot of them cheersing, like, you know, in Italy with Nono and uh, Joe. And it just – that also – that relationship I want to know because is Nono pressuring Teresa – to stay with Joe. Oh, totally. Well, it's that old school Italian, you know, mentality that the people on Jersey really have where it's like, you have family, you stick together regardless. It's like there also needs to be a time and a place where you both realize like, oh, we're not really in love anymore. And like you betrayed me on such a massive yeah, level. Yeah, when the like, government like, gets involved in your relationship, that's like a time to maybe pack it in. Yeah, 11 also, months in like, prison, I don't know. <laughs> well, also I was saying this too is that like – um, it, 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 it really shows the difference between guys and girls is that Joe was cheating on Teresa there probably their entire marriage. Mm-hmm. And now Teresa cheats on Joe. And I bet Teresa will get more shit than Joe ever did. Well, 100 percent. But think isn't that messed up? Like, I mean, I don't agree with cheating. But like, but like, why is Teresa going to like, she's going to be painted as like some kind of like, really like a temptress and like this horrible person when we saw Joe on camera, you know, like, talking to his his one of his girls in uh, Italy and saying like my bitch wife and blah yeah, blah my, blah yeah. like you know like why does he he skates free and we all feel pity for Joe but like Teresa we never really felt pity for her because that's just something guys do yeah exactly like and especially in the Italian culture they're like oh, hush hush like we're not going to talk about it and then yeah she like has one picture she's like he's my friend and everyone's like you're a homewrecker ruining your family well I mean, staying- I mean it is it is that by the way that's classic Teresa when when Andy goes you know you were photographed with this guy holding hands she's like, no he was he was helping me with stuff to my car like yeah. it was like she was like she made no sense and like there was not even anything in his hands like I was like yeah and also it's like, like you were holding hands hands like i don't know like and if i like needed like a man's help if i was like wearing really high heels and i was drunk like if he wasn't my boyfriend i would like hold his arm like you hold an arm yeah by the way i've never i've never platonically held a girl's hand no i don't no no i love to hold hands with someone i I love like like, i like my mom's hooked her arm into my arm (laughs) but like we don't hold hands you know and i'm like completely uncomfortable if anyone like ever touches me yes i'm like like, if if a girl held my hand if a girl held my hand i would think potentially that girl likes me well yeah that's the point (laughs) <laughs> like that's like a you know yeah, again I mean, an intimate thing i'm like yeah. us again we're like still trying you're, to like you're figure like out ryan that's, that's that's a sig- that's a signal and i'm like oh my god yeah. <laughs> is it well no there's definitely yeah. been times where like i've gone out with guys and then you see when like they hold your hand i'm like oh my god we're holding hands <laughs> like ah! like we did like I we've only, like had sex but like i'm like ah! <laughs> i held my hand like 
Well, little things are way more personal than even like sex, sex can be. But like, I remember like holding hands with girls and then you're holding hand and then like you, I overthink it. And I'm like, I start like getting like sweaty hand, you know, because you're so nervous. And then you're just like trying to will your body to not have sweaty hand. And it just... I just overthink everything. I, gotta, I forgot yeah, your sweater. Go. I know. I'm like, okay, that brings us to the end. <laughs> yeah, it really does, though. But that does bring us to the end of today's episode. Oh, Ryan, thank you for coming on again. I, I just this is like talking to a friend. So I love this. Anytime. This is like talking to a friend. You're like, no, yeah. this, no. I like this is like you're my. It's like just great to talk to you. Like I, this is just like talking to like a good friend. You know. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm on today. But where can people listen to your awesome new show? Okay, so it's on Apple Podcasts, all podcasting platforms. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Give it a chance. I know it's long. There are timestamps if you want to go right to the interview. Yeah, I appreciate if you that. Go, yeah, if you want to go right to, there's a lot of stuff in there. I'm learning how to uh, to edit down. But right now, it's a heavily produced show, but I think you'll enjoy it. Go check it out. Give it a shot. Uh, you can follow me on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram, and you can find me at RyanBailey25 on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I love I love talking to people that listen to podcasts. So please reach out um, and just thanks so much. Yay! Well, thank you again for coming on, and you'll be back soon. Please. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo related news. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.